This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. What's Who listens to it from your family? Megan? Is Megan listening? I think, uh, Rhett listens. Rhett listens, and he tells me it's really good. I'm, I'm pretty sure in those little babbles of... <laughs> he's saying, this, your show is awesome, Dad. So, you're tuned in to Junior Motorsports Up Front, presented by Dale's Pale Ale, the original craft beer in a can. Visit OscarBlues.com to find out where Dale's is sold near you today. Now here's your host, Regan Smith and Keith White. Hi, welcome to another episode of Junior Motorsports Up Front, brought to you by Dale's Pal Al. I'm Regan Smith. Uh, sitting over next to me is Keith White. Thank you. That was, that was you your don't Keith. even know my name. I threw, no, I knew your name. I was throwing it to you okay, to open the show up. Yeah, I was I throwing it. I missed that pass. Incomplete pass. Well, <laughs> it was right there in the bread basket, though, so by golly, you should have caught it. Well, thank you anyway. I appreciate the pass. I just fit by golly into the show. That was lame. First name, that was lame. So we should start that over again. No, you're f- you're fine. Come on, you're lame yeah. all the time. You might as well let the listeners hear you'd be lame. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But coming off, uh, it's been, I guess we've had a week off or so. We have. Well, Easter we're weekend. supposed to have had a week off. Yeah. Two weeks off, technically. Um, How was your Easter? Only one week off. Easter was good. Easter was uh, was certainly enjoyable. Had an opportunity to hang out with family. Some family came down from New York. and That's because you see. have a baby now. I know. It's amazing. They don't come to see us. They come to see the baby. We have a baby clip, but you probably don't have it ready to go, do you? No. Oh. What's the baby womp, clip? Womp, womp. Fir- first name within the first three minutes of the show is actually talking this week, and he is failing. Last week, last week you were all over. No, that's not the right one. <laughs> yeah, no. Just so far from a baby. I thought I heard a goat at one point in there, too. And I was like, wow, first name, thanks. Is that what you think of my kid? Really yeah. appreciate it. Last yeah. week, you were all over. He downloaded all these new apps. and well, there's 300 of them. It's kind of fun to I should have. Anyways. Well, in case people so haven't figured out already, we don't have a guest this week. So no. we're, we're kind of winging it this week. The off weeks are always difficult, and, and in particular when we're coming off of, of a holiday. And, and everybody travels. Everybody likes to get out of town and uh, – you know, we we try to give everybody their space to do that. Um, unfortunately, Keith is still in town. He didn't I'm travel. Still I'm still in town. I didn't travel. I did travel. First name didn't I'm tra- just back did in you time travel to work. first name? I did not travel. Stayed you did around not here. Travel. Yeah. So uh, you did travel. I did travel. Whoa. I took Monday off. Well, did you? Well, I got to take Monday off because you know home's so far away that if I don't do it in like a four day span, it makes no sense to do it. I got you. So you uh, you went back up to to see your kinfolk in Pennsylvania? I did. Yes, sir. Yeah. The family's still there. They're still. Uh, Dude, let me ask you the key question. What's that? Do any of them listen to your radio show? No, no one knows anything about the radio show. That is disappointing. I, I thought for <laughs> sure your mom would be on. No, we determined first name's mom listens to this show every yeah, week. Yeah, mom does listen. What, what does she, she think? Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom has no idea about this. We need an unbiased opinion. What does this say about our show if you guys don't want any of your families listening to it and you just try and hide it and, and not well, let them listen? Who listens to it from your family? Megan? Does Megan listen? I think uh, I don't Rhett know. listens. Rhett listens, and he yeah. tells me it's really good. I, I'm pretty sure in those little babbles of, <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying this, your show is awesome. No, Dad. here's what you do: you put it on before nap time, then he'll go right to sleep. Well, that's very that is a very <laughs> good possibility. We we may try that here tonight to make sure uh, make sure we get some sleep. Now, uh, getting back on subject, we uh, we had some family down for Easter and uh, and got to enjoy some time with them. Um, working around the land, we got some land that we're uh, we're doing some stuff on. So. Uh, Got to play out there just a little bit and uh, play. just relaxed as, as much as possible, trying to get ready to, str- you know, these stretches of the season coming up now. We, we start getting into the swing of things a little bit more. Um, I, we have an off week, I think, in, what, four weeks coming yeah, up again. Coming so up. there's still some breaks here and there, but uh, it's it's a slow buildup 
to that summer stretch where we go 16 or 17 straight races that, that bring us on into the end of the season. So uh, uh, ready to get back racing. I'll, I'll be honest. I've been sitting around this week, and I'm, I want to get on the racetrack. I want to, you know, I've kind of had a bad taste in my mouth after California and, mm-hmm. and or, or the way that race ended. We were really good up until that point. And, uh, you know, I just want to get out there and, and go redeem yourself and, uh, and, and try and start chipping away at some points. That's the great thing about our season is it's you've got a lot of chances to redeem yourself if need be. But you did have a good week. You did you did get a chance to do a couple of cool things. Tell us about your week. Yeah, I uh, I was fortunate that the, the Masters Tournament is in town in Augusta this week and uh, had never been to it before. So I've, it was kind of a bucket list item. I really wanted to go check it out. And, and our friends Jimmy, Carl, and, and Zane, the tax slayer, said, hey, come on down here and, and go see the tournament. And uh hang out with us for the day. So Monday I got to go down there and, and see that, watch the practice rounds. Uh, they took me around the whole course, showed it's a me cool everything. Place. It is, it, you know, there's a lot of things we say TV doesn't do it justice, racing being one of them. Um, I don't know that golf necessarily isn't done justice by TV, but that course is yeah. not done justice by TV. I, I can say that. I don't I don't know enough about the actual golf aspect of it. I think on TV you probably see a little bit more um, that, you know, you can't walk around and see every hole and see every golfer. Uh, like you can on TV, but uh, but man, in person the course is just so spectacular. There's there's not a weed in the place, mm-hmm. you know. It, I mean, if uh, if you find a weed, then you're doing something. And special. someone's getting fired. Somebody <laughs> is, or is already fired, and there's 600 people out digging it up and fixing it. Uh, but the stories that they told me about there, and um, and those guys all being from down there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you go with a local that that grew up around it, it, it certainly helps out. And, it's a different and experience. Y- y- yeah, you get to hear a lot of things that you didn't think you could hear, and or didn't think you would know or, or find out about it and we stood where I was a big fan of the year that Bubba Watson hit the shot out of the woods to win the tournament and, and for those who aren't familiar with it I think it was three years ago now and it it looked like an impossible shot everybody thought the tournament was over so we went and stood where he actually hit it from and the amount of people that were coming up saying the same thing as we yeah. were hey is this this is, is where this the shot spot? Was? this is a spot the best part about it was every left-hander that walked up to that spot and looked said Oh, I can do that. <laughs> Every single left-hander. So I, uh-huh. I, I enjoyed hearing that because I'm standing there thinking, you guys are all so full of you-know-what that it, it, it's not even possible for a, a normal golfer other than, you know, these pros to go out there and do that stuff. It was, it, I stood there, and I mean, I spent a lot of time in the woods, and I don't have a shot that would have got me out of there. So, Dude, Sometimes I'm just lucky to hit the ball. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> about your golf game. Oh, please. And br- which leads me to my next it question. It chronicled in a 360. Yeah, we did the three six. When we went to the Masters, actually, our relationship with Taxlayer has been good to us for many years. Um, but three, the year Bubba won, we went down for practice rounds. So are you going to somehow Taxlayer take credit folks. for the fact that you were there? You no. somehow helped him come through in that win? Uh, the only thing I will say is it led to a 360 that was ages ago. That was me golfing around the office that First Name had never seen. So we were in upstairs in the office yesterday. I said, hey. Go back and watch this episode. I might need to crack a Dallas Palo one night and go back and watch some old episodes and see that one. I haven't seen that one. I you, don't think. Some, you go back and watch some old episodes and you'll you'll get lost in there because you'll be like, oh, I want to watch this one and watch this one. You'll <laughs> go back and spend like thirty minutes in there watching the three sixty. When I first came to work here, uh, we spent uh, we spent one night a group of us uh, sitting in a basement somewhere and we went through and watched every <laughs> single one of them. And and I I don't remember seeing that one. If I saw it, then I just didn't put it together at the time because it was within probably the first two months of, of working for for JRM and. Uh, We've come I, a long some way. Some of them come a long way, but, I mean, some of them back early on the early days were – there's some things I'm like, man, I don't know if I'd want that done to me. That would <laughs> not go over too well. So. Hey, when you come to work here, that's part of the that's part of the territory. You've got to be willing to, to give yourself up to 360 at any point. 
You're going to be called upon at some point. First name, your time's coming. Actually, you got slapped a few weeks ago on I 360. I got slapped, and then this week I'm also a loser in this week's. First name, who slapped you? David. Mike. David. That's rough. Give me a nice little slap. And then this week <laughs> I lose to LW in a contest, so that's embarrassing. Oh, this week's the donut competition. Yeah. Oh, so well. Anyways, whatever. back on topic. You had dinner with Patrick Reed. We did, yes. He's also sponsored by TaxSlayer.com. Patrick Reed's a, a PGA golfer. Um, and let me ask you this. Do you think – you obviously couldn't beat him in a real golf game. Could you beat him in putt-putt? No. How do you know? What if – what if your talents at putt putt like would supersede his ability on the real green? Well, so through through getting to go and and be at the course all day Monday, we uh, and this is how I know that I wouldn't beat him in putt putt. <laughs> by the way, we had the opportunity to go and and there's a, a deal set up there of like six holes, and it's one big huge green, but it's six holes, and you're putting what they might put on Sunday, like the you know some of the banks and the slopes yeah. and some of the really difficult putts that they're going to take. And they've got it manicured just like the greens. They, they keep it at the same speed and everything as that stuff. We went out there and, and we putted. And I did incredibly poor. Yeah? To the point of, you're like. Admittedly? Admittedly, yeah. And, and it the, the putts, you're, you're looking one direction and you're putting completely behind you is where the ball is going to end up. It, it is unreal what those guys put on it. So much tougher in a putt-putt course by a thousand percent. On putt-putt, you're just trying to avoid like the dinosaur or the dragon or Right, and you can actually hit it. You know, yeah. you got the rubber putter and you got the bouncy ball that, that basically bounces into the hole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they kind of guide stuff in the right direction for you for the most part. Um, this was, it, it, how they read the greens, I have absolutely no clue. And to make matters even worse, what I thought was so quick that it was like putting on this tile floor in, in, in our offices here. Um, he Which said we it was do gonna do. Be, oh, absolutely. You got to take advantage of it. Right. Uh, he said it would be four feet per inch or something like that. There's some way that they rate that stuff. I'm not smart enough to know quicker like it, oh, wow. than what we were putting on, on Monday by Sunday by the time that they're actually playing the final round. So uh, I don't think I could take them a putt-putt. We did have a good conversation, though, about possibly doing some swap. Like, man, I'll teach you a little golf. You can get me out in a race car, and okay. we'll, uh, we'll we'll try and do that. Uh, uh, Jimmy and Carl were, were coming up with some ideas uh, from Tax Slayer. We're coming up with some ideas of possibly if we go to, like, a mile-and-a-half track each second that I beat him by is a stroke that I get on the course. On the course. Okay. So we did the quick math, and if I go around the track in 30 seconds and he goes around it in 60, that's 30 strokes. And that might get me through nine holes, but it surely is not going to get me through 18. So uh, uh, that was fun, though. It was, it was good getting to talk to him and, and getting to know him, and, and uh, his wife was there with him. Uh, they got a they got a newborn, definitely something in the water. They got a 10-month-old. Uh, you got a lot in common with a lot of – people right now because everyone seems to be having babies right now there is there is a big baby boom going on everywhere it seems like and uh i, man, I don't know it's just uh i guess things go in cycles that's true well Regan, we were actually going to have uh I, I figured you'd talk about how good your golf game was and i was going to bring down we have a couple putters upstairs and some golf balls and i was going to see if you could actually beat me here in the dirty mo studio but we decided hey that's not good radio People don't want to listen to us putting around the uh, studio. Yeah, video might be better yes. on that one. Unless, you know, I don't I don't see any way we can make that good radio. Yeah, but to get your fix this week, I mean, you got the you got a lot coming up in terms of the Masters. So uh, we want to talk about your picks. Picks, Who okay. Who is going to win it? Well, I, you know, the I guess the, the sentimental golf fan of me says, oh, let's see Tiger win it. Yeah. Let's see Tiger come back and, and go out and dominate it and, and get the win and the one thing I'll say about Tiger is that I enjoy, no matter, put all the other stuff aside with him that's happened throughout the years and, and, you know, in his life or whatever, 
I tune golf in. When he's doing good, I tune in to see, hey, how's Tiger doing? And, mm -hmm. and the final round, you always make a point to watch that. Well, the Masters, I watch for other reasons because it's just such a, a legendary place, and, and there's so much tradition behind it. Um, but it, it would be cool to see him in contention when it comes down to it. Uh, the guy that, that we watched on the course some on Monday that I was I didn't know much about and I was really impressed with was actually uh, Dustin Johnson. And he looked great. I mean, he was hitting the bar ball 75 yards further than the other guys, just making a different course out of it. And, you know, it, it seemed like he really could possibly have a shot at it. So, uh, And Patrick Reed, obviously a tax player guy. Got a root I mean, for him. Got a root for him. That's I got right. to meet him. I got to eat dinner with him. He, I think he even bought dinner. So well, that was nice. All the more reason to, to root for him a little bit That's there. That's true. Yeah. You, owe, you, you owe him something now. Well, I don't know if I owe him anything. but You owe him a driving lesson. Well, he owes me a golf lesson. Okay, then. We're going to trade off. Even? Yeah, we're, we're just going to trade off. Even Stevens. So uh, that kind of brings us into, well, we talked some golf. Let's talk some racing. How's that sound? That's probably a good idea. Are on a racing, racing show. <laughs> we are racing this week. And actually, uh, race fans, Junior Motorsports makes its 600th series start this weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Regan, you're back in the TaxLayer.com car. Um, and we return, the team returns as the defending winners with Chase Elliott last year. We do, yeah, and that was uh, that was the one of the first time. I think that was the first time Junior Motorsports has ever run four cars at a racetrack was uh, yeah. was that Texas race last year. There's a stat that I just busted out that you guys didn't even know. I was so. just thinking that someone that read the preview last week. We gave, we gave uh, first name a pat on the bat <laughs> on the uh, on the 600 start thing earlier today. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a big weekend. 600 starts in the, in the Xfinity Series is huge for the company. And Dale Jr.'s back. Dale Jr.'s in, back in, in the in number the 88 goodies car. He's never won in his own car mm -hmm. uh, to this day in a, in a JRM car. So, uh, you know, it could be a really – What if you're leading and Dale Jr.'s second? See, I just stopped right there. I was getting ready to have another <laughs> comment, and then you gave me this look like, like I was wrong about <laughs> saying that. And I'm what? like, what? I don't think he has. No, you're right. Actually, okay. we've, right, we've right. been down this road before. Everyone thought the three car was a JRM entry, and it was actually an RCR entry. So when he won – um, at Daytona in the three number three Wrangler car that was actually credited to Richard Childress Racing right. instead of Junior Motorsports. Right. So, unfortunately, what you said is correct. But we can change that this weekend unless you're leading. You can just pull over and let them go by. But I, knowing you, I don't think you do that. I will not be doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been waiting for him to do that the whole time. He, he's been waiting to do that yeah. the whole time. I wonder why he's sitting over there with a smirk on his face. <laughs> First name lit up when we went in that direction. He knew it was coming. I, uh, you know, I would... Obviously, it would be cool to see him him get a win in, in JRM car. Um, I do not intend on letting that happen. I would think not, as he would not want me to. So, and if it comes down to the last lap and you're on his bumper and, and you got an opportunity to do a bump and run, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? You do it. And actually, knowing how excited Dale gets to see the company win, and this is this, I'm going out on a limb by saying this, but I I would almost say that he'd love to win in his own car. But seeing you win, he's just as excited as if he drove the victory lap. He's still a race car driver. We're all selfish. He'd rather win. You think? Absolutely. I've seen him victory He's going to be happy for the company, and he's going to be excited. But we're still race car drivers. We want to win. That's why we do this. So don't let don't don't let that don't let that easygoingness in victory lane fool you. Okay. Because I remember when you won Daytona last year, I was one of the first people to victory lane because I had to get there and get everything set up for you. And all of a sudden, I turn around and Dale Jr., who was in that race. Is right there with me. He and and all the wins I've had since I've been here, he is literally the first one to the car every time. He's it's he's impressive. very good about that. He gets there immediately. And and I'm not taking anything away from how excited he gets. I'm just saying, as drivers, you want to win. We want to win. It, that's it's there's a twofold thing there. Now, if he doesn't win and one of his cars wins, 
makes it really easy to hop out and say, hell yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if you finish 40th or if you finish second. You know, you're excited for that person and for the company. And, and definitely with the 600 start, we're all going to be working uh, a little extra hard. And, and we always work hard, but we, we want to bring home that win uh, on that race. It's a special weekend. We had all the cars in the top seven last year. There are four cars top seven. So Impressive. Uh, it's been a good track for, for JRM. And so how uh, do you win there? How do you win at Texas? What do you need your car to do? Well, they've changed. So the biggest thing that's going to be different going back there is, is we've got a different tire rule than what we had last year. Uh, the tire rule, we've got an extra set for the race. So it used to be four sets for the race, and you really had to play out when you changed tires and, and when you used that, that last set. Um, sometimes guys would save it in case there was a caution with 10 laps to go. Sometimes guys would put it on with 30 to go and say, hey, we're going to take our chances that it's going to go green from here on out. Uh, there's There's been a couple races I've been there where we finished the race with a set of tires in the pits because the cautions didn't play our way. And then there's been a couple races where we finished sixth or seventh because guys had that set of tires for the end and, and ran up through and went quick. So now that they've added that extra set of tires, which they did the same thing at California, it takes a little bit of that uh, – guessing game out of it for the mm. crew chiefs and mm -hmm. um, I, I gotta say I wasn't a fan of adding that set of tires I, I enjoyed really? I enjoyed having a run in the race where you knew you were going to be on old tires where you knew you were going to have to fight and, and hope your car could make it through that run until the next pit stop and, and not give you too many fits uh, I liked that and uh, you know we're not going to have that now yeah there's nothing worse than to your point of leaving tires in the in the pit stall, <laughs> yeah. you know when those cautions don't fly the way you need them, and then there's four, there's a set of tires sitting there, and you're just like, Ugh. yep, nothing you can do. Sitting there looking at them, turn them back into Goodyear, and mm -hmm. womp womp womp. You know, there's the uh, there it goes. I, I needed a sound effect there, but uh, I'm not uh, too good at the sound effect. First name, you gotta be on top of this. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, with that said, that's gonna be the that's gonna be one of the things that's gonna actually make it a little easier, I think, this time than than the previous couple times. Uh, the track changes a lot. We start that race in the daytime. We start at, at roughly 7 o'clock, which the sun's still up a little bit. Still some heat left in it from, from the day and, and from the sun being up. Um, so we're going to have to make adjustments all night long. All the cars are going to have to do that. The crew chiefs are going to have to know what happened in years prior and, and how the track transitioned. Sometimes, and, and this is kind of unique to, to Texas and, uh, and, and Atlanta, and sometimes Charlotte has this happen. The humidity when the night rolls in, really makes the air get damp. And, and certain times of year, and, and it just depends on the weather and, and what's going on, um, you can get really a lot of dew that kind of rolls in and actually almost freeze the track up. Typically, we, we look for a racetrack to get tighter as it cools off and gets darker, and, and those places can do the opposite, and uh, they're, they're kind of fickle about that. So we'll watch the weather forecast. I know there's thunderstorms in the forecast and um, all kinds of stuff down there. So uh, it, it typical spring weather. We always fight this in the springtime. Yes, anywhere we go, and especially Texas, because the weather's sometimes unpredictable. But uh, as first name is, is getting acclimated to the racing aspect of, of what we do, um, it's interesting to hear how much actually goes in. How many? How far you guys have to go, what you have to consider. I mean, you're not just out there driving in circles, as people might claim that you do. There's a lot of different aspects to consider in terms of temperature, tire wear, like you said, track conditions. Uh, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, and, and a lot of that is, is more on the crew chiefs, the engineers, the team guys to, to know that, to be aware of that. Uh, we've got, you know, we've got information on every race that we go to uh, for the past couple years now of, of different points in the day. Maybe we'll do 15-minute segments as to what the temperature was doing so they can look back through and say, hey, in the race, it got cold at this point or it got, the sun was out, it got really hot at this point. The track did this when it, when it adjusted and you know, they can have a, a pretty good idea of, of what to expect as it does go through that. But that's where the experience plays a big part and a big role in uh, 
you know, and, and helping helping them to make those decisions. As drivers, you know, we're not really the smartest guys in the world, so we still just we still just focus on driving the car as fast as we can and, and giving them as much feedback as we can. But um, you know, I like knowing trends and I like looking through notes and just saying, hey, last time you know our car was good at this point in the weekend and then it got bad here, or it was bad at this point in the weekend, but it got really good here, and, and try and figure out why and, and uh, use that to your advantage when you go back. I think Regan just admitted that he's not very intelligent. Did you hear that? Or did that was I well, hearing? He's just being oh, okay. He's yeah. just being modest. I mean, this from my short experience, it's absurd how many like variables go into each weekend, just in racing it in general. And it's and absurd. every single every single bit of it, you know, affects something in some way. Mm -hmm. I mean, right down to if you eat the wrong thing before the race. That's a number one problem. It can affect you in some aspect, and <laughs> whether it's good or bad, maybe you hurry up to get out of the car, or maybe you yeah, my tummy hurts. I mean. It, who knows which way it's going to go. See, that's that's the biggest thing. Always grilled chicken for Regan before the race, right? I'm going to be watching on Friday night. I wonder <laughs> if Regan's tummy hurts right now. I branched out one week and got Mexican the night before a race. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if it was tacos, something along those lines. And, uh, yeah, I won't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have seen that in the past. Some other drivers have, have had some bad experiences with that. Um, but everyone, everyone used one of the most common questions that you get usually when we do some Q&A stuff. Um, at the track, people are usually say, "Oh, Regan, do you have a, you know, what do you what eat before the race? Yeah. yeah, or what happens or what if you have to go to the bathroom?" Go to bathroom. That's yeah. Every, every time you answer a question, that comes mm -hmm. up at some point or another. You think we answer it a lot, and and at some point, you think everybody would know what happens. Yeah, that we just go. You, you got to go. You got to go. Just let it out. Yeah, you know. I mean, you're not pulling over. What do you do if you got to go to the bathroom, Heath? I, I you just go. I, you just go. I mean, preferably you go find a restroom. Yeah, I usually yeah. do that. I might get in trouble if that. Would you do when you're driving to Pennsylvania this weekend? You're Middle of Virginia, no rest stops, no exits. And that's, I'll say the Virginia Hall, that's a long stretch of road right there. It is. If I had to go, I would I would stop somewhere and go. But what I try to do, here's my theory. It's like a six-hour drive. I was hoping you weren't going to tell a Skaterade bottle or something like no, that. No, which I've seen that done before, too. Uh, Regan, we've got some other topics here. We didn't have a lot of Twitter questions this week, so we're just going to do a quick rundown here of some uh, junior motorsports-related topics. Uh, William Byron, who r runs our late model, he's a teammate with Josh Berry on the junior motorsports side. He actually won, and that was this is a K&N race, so this is actually not a junior motorsports car, um, but he did win I'm a K&N race at Greensville Pickens Speedway. And I'm very glad that you just pointed that out because I was getting ready to ask who dropped the ball. As people win within the company, we have him on the show. Yeah. How did we drop the ball on that? Well, not have him here. it wasn't really our car. But that's where you got your free pass. That's why I was gonna say I was wow. gonna. I, he gave me a free I pass. I was gonna. He gave him but I pass. didn't. So yeah, congrats to William. Uh, definitely a, a good win for him down there. That's uh, you know it's a, a tough series. It's a stepping stone mm -hmm. series, and uh, he hopped out of the late models where he's been doing a great job as well, right. winning some races there. Him and Josh kind of seem like they go back and forth on the wins, and and both guys obviously very talented. Uh, I, William's young too. He's not. What is he, 17 now? Maybe. Yeah, he, he was 16 last year, so he should be 17. Yeah, so he's now. 17 now. I was gonna say every time I see him, I think. Man, another young one. You know, yeah. these guys are all just unbelievably young and 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 doing some some special things in race cars. So congrats to him. And more, he's probably more polished than than we are in the studio. He'd probably be be pretty good if we had him in here. Yeah, he is pretty he polished. Yes. he's very polished. We'll between we'll him and that. between him and Ben Rhodes, those are two of our young drivers that would make us all look bad, except for you, Regan, of course, since this well, is your show. You yeah. can't look bad on your show. Clearly, thanks for that. So going through. Glad to know how you think of me. <laughs> First name wanted to know, based on our, our boss, Dale Jr., he likes to tweet a lot. And he tweeted, uh, when was this first name? A few days ago? I think it was over the weekend, maybe. Yeah. He, someone left him a note. He obviously went out to lunch here, and someone left him a note on his lunch receipt, and he tweeted a picture of it. And it says, my sister Tiffany and brother Spencer are huge fans, 
enjoyed lunch. So obviously his wait waiter, waitress, or somebody um, had some relatives who were fans of his. So first name wants to know. Well, what about the one that wrote the note? Well, I apparently not. That's the that's the most disappointing thing I see there. The one that, that took the time to write the, write says, the note. I'm not a fan of you, but my brother and, and sister yeah, are. Yeah, come on now. At <laughs> least at least, I mean, just just fake it for a couple hours and say, hey, me, my brother, and my sister, we're all big fans, or something like that. Yeah. But it must have been. Uh, th they almost have thought a lot of it because he took the time to tweet it. So first name wants to know. First name, why don't you ask Regan? Have you, I, I what's life like amongst the fans? Have you got ever gotten? Yeah, have like you that? ever gotten anything like this? A note. A I funny have. Story I've gotten some cool you. notes. I'll, I'll be honest. Some of the cool stuff's been uh, actually since we started the radio show, and and we had the lady in Phoenix. I, I don't know if we even talked about oh, that. Oh, we, we did. We did talk we about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was. She didn't care about us. She no. cared about the radio show. So that was pretty cool. It was yeah. nice to hear that. Uh, you know, it's there. There's a lot of uh, neat things and interesting things that can happen like that, and and whether it's a note on a receipt. Um, or or somebody grabbing you, you know, at some place that you're at, and you don't think that you think you're just kind of flying under the radar. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's always cool, and and Rayson has the greatest fans ever, and uh, you know we're we're fortunate to have the, them watching our sport and, and interested in our sport, and obviously, uh, you know, Dale had a good experience with it there. I'm, Dale is a little bit more polarizing figure than most of us. Well, so you don't say. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna throw that out there. What is it? 13, 14 time most popular driver now? Yeah. So that, you know, he, he can't quite yeah. fly under the radar. I can sneak into a baseball game or something hey. like that and not have to worry about it. Uh, I don't you think do he's going to pull that off. You do have a most popular driver title to your credit. I do. I do. And uh, the power of Junior Nation came through for us there. He did. I mean, they were they were fortunate that Regan Smith Nation was there too. But no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. It yeah. How, what's the number on Regan Smith Nation? How many members? Oh, if you count my mom's 45 <laughs> votes that she put out there, we're at about 60. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We can't we can't all be like Dale Jr. and you can admit it. Absolutely, but it helps to have a boss of that caliber. It does. We're, well, and furthermore, it helps to have a boss that uh, that experiences the same stuff that you do when it comes to the racing and things like that. We've I've, we've touched on that before. How that's really helped me out coming here. That uh, that I can go to him, ask him questions, mm -hmm. and, and get answers. And uh, and as we said earlier in the show, this weekend I'll definitely be able to do that because he's going to be in the car sitting right next to us in the garage. I'll be right next to you. I, I will say. From from my experience on the road with you, I think and drivers in general, if you guys don't have your uniform on, your driver suit, you can get a lot farther without getting recognized. Even at the racetrack, you kind of throw a hat on and then throw you a hat just on, normal street clothes. Yeah. yeah, you can just walk right by people. But then usually you'll walk by and the fan will, you know, thirty seconds later they're like, I think that was Regan Smith, and I didn't get his autograph. Yeah. And then who knows where you're at? You might be hundred feet away, or you might be right there, and they can get you still. And on the other end of that, when you're in a fire suit, you're not. You're not getting away. No. Nope. They're going to see you coming to my, especially in yours, your tax layer suits, red and black and bright. Yeah, they stand out a little bit. Yeah, but the helmets one probably so stands out more So you mean tell me you don't think I wear the fire suit around the house? I thought you, you, do, you do? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I mean, I'm just saying. Makes you feel like a big boy? Hey, speaking of fire suits, I want to touch on this too. We got the coolest uh, coolest gift from Kelly and LW this what? week uh, for Rhett. Yeah. Megan was, she was obviously very happy about it, but she's a little tentative about it because she's like, well, does this mean he's got a race now? Uh, we got his first driver's uniform from nice. that, and uh, nice, nice little uniform. It's uh, <laughs> he's gonna have to grow into it a little bit, yeah. But uh, but got his name on it and everything like that. We That's thought that cool. was just uh, we thought that was really neat. And, that uh, seems like a fitting gift for the son of Regan Smith. I, I mean, if the shoe fits, hopefully he'll wear it. You know, we'll see what he wants to do when he gets older. Hey, we talked about this before. What if he doesn't want to be a race car driver? What if he wants to stay as far away from the sport as possible? That's fine by me too. It'd be a little disappointing though. You want to have something yeah. in common with your son. I guess as long as he's a bandwagon Broncos fan, you're good. 
I already have a hat for him, so it's fine. That's bandwagon. <laughs> Had to throw the bandwagon in there. Yeah. And our final. Uh, How does a guy from you Pennsylvania. Can the truth. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. See, he's on it. How does a guy, if you're going to start throwing daggers like that, how does a guy from Pennsylvania end up a Packers fan? Well, I didn't like the Eagles, and I didn't like the Steelers. And my dad was a Packers fan, so. And the Packers must have won that year. No. Okay, so I bandwagon there. Fan. The fact that you had Listen. to think about it for a second means they won that year when you were a kid and you took no. on to that. So. When I was a Packers fan, when Don Mikowski was quarterback, and I used to go to school in my Packers jacket and get made fun of in Pennsylvania for liking the Packers. But you know what? I wore it anyway. And all of a sudden they won the Super Bowl in 96, and everyone's all of a sudden everyone's a Packers fan. And then you go to a Panthers game down here in Charlotte, and <laughs> there's more Packers fans than there is Panthers fans, and it's a home game for the Panthers. That's I hope true you story. have a safe drive home after this, this show airs. Well, there's Packers fans listening, I hope. Uh, well, there's a lot more Panthers fans in this area, though. Do we have uh, some fans here with Panthers gear oh, on? No, I don't see. Um, no, I don't think Okay, I'm saying football gear. First name's not lunging over the desk, and we know he's a Panthers fan. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's true, is it not? Yeah, the Christians warned it. I mean, every time we play the Steelers, it's like... Steelers it's pretty well. clear. It might as well be a neutral game. Yeah, I, mean, I can I can honestly tell you the Panthers played a very large part of me becoming a Broncos fan. How's that? Because of that simple reason that when you would go to games in that stadium, it was more of the other team yeah. than it was of, of the problem, and it just never never changed. And it's not only that, like even when it is Panthers fans, you get like five ten minutes after kickoff, and the stadium's still not full. Gotta have, your, so gotta have your collared shirt on. Yeah, can't take your shirt off. Paint your chest. I mean, no. I, I want to stand there and. In 30 degrees, have my shirt off and chest Your painted. Chest painted Woo! orange. Yes. H- have you done this before? Well, no, not yet. <laughs> but I thought about it one time. If you're a real Broncos fan, and you were at the Super Bowl two years ago, I the was there. The Super Bowl, you probably don't want to talk about. We suffered through that. That was <laughs> pretty bad. When it all started with the first snap, or was it the second snap of the game? First snap. Was it the first snap? Yeah, but the I mean the the bar was still open, so it worked out okay. We don't want to make him relive this. He's, he's still traumatized by it. So. On our topic rundown, we're going to get back on here. Uh, NASCAR chasm. I don't know if you know of the NASCAR chasm. He's uh, I, do, I do know of the chasm. The I'd like to meet the chasm someday. Uh, they uh, try no to keep that pretty quiet. Yeah, he's trying to keep it quiet. I think some people know who he is, but he'd prefer that no one does. Uh, he is, uh, for those of you that don't know, NASCAR chasm is, I guess you'd call him our comedic guru of the sport. Um, you know, he makes some fairly funny observations from time to time. And last weekend, Easter weekend, he... Uh, I guess docked up a photo here that we have of Regan, Regan's face, at <laughs> attached to an Easter bunny a costume. creepy Easter bunny, nonetheless. And he is holding his, uh, I guess that'd be your, your rabbit mask that you would have yeah. had on. He's holding it in his hand. Um, yes, and the joke was, this is this is what NASCAR Chasm wrote on the Facebook page. And what he did here is he tried to make a mock account. So this is a, a pretend Regan account. Um, <laughs> the quote that goes with it is, thought I was done subbing for everyone. Then the North Lake Mall Easter Bunny called in sick. So Regan got called off the bench to be the Easter Bunny last weekend. And here y'all thought I didn't work last <laughs> week. See, that's <laughs> why I was so tired when I got here today. Hey, you are you are becoming the, uh, what's what's the nickname we had for you? Super Sub. Super Sub. Super, we didn't have that. That was, I don't know where that Someone came from. Someone coined that Super for sub. you. But hey, y- you're making people notice. We try. Taking we the try. most of your opportunities. You but I will say, yeah, Regan in a to. bunny costume Creepy. I don't know if that's an opportunity. The bunny costume is an opportunity I really wanted to make the most of, though. Well, you're also not supposed to take your, your head off in front of the kids because th- then they'll know it's not really a... Honestly, uh, well, I'm looking at this picture that he found, and I'm not sure if the head's more creepy or my face is more creepy. You I don't look really angry. Yeah, I don't know where this picture came from because I don't, 
I obviously was not pleased with something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe we just had you do a, a bunch of PR PR work, and you're uh, upset and you're agitated and you're about ready to yell. Oh, I'm just mad at Heath again. Yeah. yeah. In general. Uh, well, I can see that. We're gonna do one more topic, and then we're gonna get to the rapid fire segment to close us out. And I'm excited about rapid fire today. I thought you'd be more excited about what I'm or about. Or hot to laps. What are we calling it? Uh, what are we calling it? Hot laps. Hot I'm laps. excited about getting the hot laps. Rapid fire works too, though. Yeah, either one. No hot laps. Davis, hot laps. Mike yeah. Davis named it. We got he wants hot laps. Um, but Regan, I thought you'd be excited about this because I have in my hand something that begins this Saturday. Well, I have a pretty good idea what begins this Saturday. So uh, that'd be your Stanley Cup I, I bracket. Do. I do. So I, I know uh, not all those teams are set right now, but I think most of them are locked in. This looks fairly close. We need to fill it out once the teams are set. But I want I want do. you right now, since I know the playoffs start on Saturday, mm -hmm. I, I want you on air, on, on JRM up front, to predict Stanley Cup champion. Predict the Stanley Cup champion. Well, that's – that would be a lot easier to do once the bracket's set and done. I think we need to Most predict of those it. Those are wild cards. Uh, I think we need to predict it next week because there, there still can be some shuffling amongst who plays each other in this first round here. Um, you know what he's saying? He's saying he has to go back and to the computer and do it. No, thing. I'm not saying that at no, all. What I think he's saying is that he just secretly knows the Preds are if going it, all the way. If <laughs> it ends up, I, I I I hope that you're right because after meeting Mike Fisher, really nice guy, um, and and doing the stuff with Bristol Motor Speedway there. Uh, they were their fans were great and and that was a, a great experience if if this bracket that I'm holding ends up being accurate and they have to face the Blackhawks in the first round it's gonna be very difficult for them because the Blackhawks are playing really good hockey right now so uh, you know I look at this quick and and I like the Rangers a lot this year um, they've been been strong the Canadians have actually been really strong this year and have looked good both teams with good goaltending I think in the playoffs you got to have good goaltending first and foremost uh, looking at the Western Conference, I'd probably have to go with the Blackhawks. Whoever comes out of that Blackhawks Predators series, I think, is uh, is obviously going to be be tough. The Blues are good every year. I just feel like they get to the playoffs and, and seem to stumble for for whatever reason. So uh, I, I'd almost like to pick whoever comes out of the the Predators Blackhawks series to win it. And Regan can do that. He can make an unbiased pick because none of your teams are actually my teams do a good job of uh, in the playoffs. Well, they don't get to the playoffs. They battle for who's going to get the first draft pick, but then they're just good enough where they don't get the first draft pick. So, uh, yeah, the Hurricanes were a disappointment yet again this year. And, and uh, you know, I don't know what we're going to have to do to get them even contending for playoffs because it just seems like it's getting worse before it's getting better up there in Raleigh. And, uh, man, I hope they get it figured out. The kid coming out of the draft this year, Connor McDavid, really good. Mm -hmm. And I, I personally – can't confirm or deny that I was mad when they won a game the other night because I really wanted to see him tank the season out and Listen get the first that. draft. Well, the now, there is a draft lottery, so they still have a chance of, of getting him. Uh, but he's he's supposed to be a game changer for whoever gets Was him. it the Coyotes fans had an unofficial tank night? Uh, they they like came to their game, their home game, like <laughs> cheering to lose. That so seems to be the Coyotes fans on a regular yeah. basis. That's, uh, so they could get this McDavid kid because he is like the next big thing. He's going to be good. Well, not only are our fans learning about racing, Regan's off weekend, but we're also giving them a lesson in the NHL. It's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. Not bad. What are you doing over there? Trying to – I'm interrupting our show with my phone dinging. And okay. Making noises. I, thought, I thought Siri was talking to yeah, us. For no, a Siri was getting ready to. So that brings us to our hot lap segment. You want to explain that for us first name, how hot laps work since I do it every week? Hot Laps is a segment we came up with a few weeks ago. I think this is the third installment. Um, each one of us gets 30 seconds um, to say whatever we want. We can talk about whatever we want in the entire world. Uh, <coughs> we can talk about Cheetos, 
Keith can talk about the Packers. He had to bring it up. He had to bring it up. I can talk about whatever I want, um, and we can't uh, interrupt each other's segments. So Which is hard for us to do. That's the hardest part. Because we're so pretty good at interrupting one another. Aren't we, we are very good at it's that. It's been pretty entertaining so far. I think it's going to keep getting better. Okay. Who's up first? You're up first. I'm up first this week. Yeah. Oh, here we go. He's going to lead thing. us we're, off. We're going to rotate it each week. So, uh, you know, it's my turn to start this week, and next week we'll, we'll rotate it again. All right. So are, are you ready? You got my timer? I'm getting it all together. Yeah, I'm ready. Are you gonna Are you gonna buzz me when I'm done? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, ready? Regan, I'm gonna talk slow this time because you made me. She said I talked fast last time, but I'm, I'm gonna try. Talk fast. It's only thirty seconds. Yeah. I just want to talk about how it's a new era at junior motorsports, and I'm not talking about racetrack, anything racetrack related, anything competition related. It is 360 related. You know why? Because we like to prank people around here. We do it a lot. Mike Davis up the ante last week. If you didn't watch last week's 360, we brought in live farm animals into the office to put in somebody's office as a prank so i just kudos to mike davis and the 360 team amanda uh what's her last name wolfmeyer Wolfmeyer. for uh upping the ante this year and i don't know how they're going to top it like we went from live farm animals what do you do next all right we already talked about the master some this week and one of my top five favorite sporting events in the world I'm going to, I know, I don't really remember who you picked, Regan, but I know we talked about Tiger and being able to see that, and he's uh, probably the best golfer ever, even if he never catches Jack, but I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. He's my favorite golfer to watch, and he's just unbelievable, and he's finally going to win and uh, complete the Rory Slam. Are you going to hit your buzzer? Well, I got 27. 27? Three. I, I'm going to talk about uh, walking on the road next to the sidewalk. I left the shop last week after we did the show here, and there was a, a pack group, we'll call, them, we'll call them a group of ladies, that were proceeding to walk next to a perfectly good sidewalk on the road. And I almost got into a head-on collision with a car coming the other direction because I had to swerve around them. So if there's a sidewalk next to the road, why do you insist on walking on the road? We've built these nice sidewalks in this country. It, you know, it seems like you'd want to use them. Um, really aggravates me. That's it. We're getting good on making yeah. the time and, yeah. and yeah. making it within the 30 seconds. I, I'll probably good. always go over just because I like to hear myself. You are long-winded. Yeah. Yeah. We could turn you down in your earpiece and, and you wouldn't be able to hear yourself. That would be better. First name, I, you did have a good point there. I, forgot, I completely forgot about Rory. but definitely. There's a lot of guys that like, for some reason, uh, I, in racing and in golf, there's, just like, there's a lot of guys, there's not a lot of guys I don't like. There's just a lot of them. There's the ones I like and there's ones that I don't mind if they win, but I prefer... We'll see if he likes me by the end of this year. He said yeah. ra- in racing, too. We'll see. This is only, yeah. what episode is this? Eight. Six? Eight. Eight. Have we done eight of these? Eight. Good Lord. All I right. like Regan. I'll, I'll, Regan I'll, I like when Regan wins. Perfect. I haven't done he that hasn't since you've been yet. here. Well, I like when he does. <laughs> I've, I've watched him. I like win. when I win, too. It's been so long. <laughs> All right, last thing before we finish the show off. So we were doing a photo shoot this week for Swab, and, and they set up with, with like, we were in the, the interview sections and stuff like that after a post-race win. And and I was there with Junior, and I said, is this supposed to be like a motivational tool to me that I haven't won in over a year, and yeah. we're setting this stuff up to remind me of what it's like so I'll go out and win a race again finally. So uh, we're going to work hard to make that happen. Uh, Texas would be a great place. 600 start for the company, as we said. Uh, we'd love nothing more than to win there, and, and if not, uh, you know, we'd like to see one of our teammates get up there and, and accomplish that same thing. So uh, back at racing this weekend. Looking forward to that, and we'll, uh, we'll join you guys again next week on the show. And you can catch that race that's going to be on Fox Sports 1. That's a Friday night race this week. Um, the green flag for that is around 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So you can check it out on Fox Sports 1. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio.
Race fans, did you know Oscar Blues was the first craft brewery to put their beer in cans? That's right. In 2002, Dale's Pale Ale paved the way for the craft can revolution, allowing their great beer to be taken anywhere, on the trail, a day on the lake, and especially to the racetrack. And with brewery locations in Colorado and North Carolina, you can be sure you'll find fresh Dale's Pale Ale near you. Visit OscarBlues.com and find out where to get your Dale today.